0: You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it,
1: you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski.
0: Well, good morning, Kendra. Thank you for joining me on The Powerful Creator Show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to get to know you. And before we dive into our conversation, the first question I love to ask everybody is what it means to you to be a powerful creator.
1: And what's, that's a deep question. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and I love it. I really do. And I love the you know, community that you're building. You had said, you know, it's all about high vibes. So I love that. Thank you. Um, so a powerful creator is, is multiple things. One, I am powered by my creator. So I am a person of faith. And to me, when I hear the word creator, I go there. But through my relationship, It is empowering others so they too can be creators, right? So we're all creators. We all have such amazing gifts and abilities and talents. I was just on a Zoom call with the university with some students and I was just sharing them like, don't devalue something just because it's easy. It's easy to you because you've been gifted in that way and that's your gifting. And that was something that I wish someone had told me when I was in college And so our job, I feel like when you're a powerful creator is to create more creators, right? To surround everyone, you know, that you're surrounded by and making sure they're in their zone of genius and we're there to lift them up. And so to me, that's really what it means, the kind of a 360 degree of what it means to be
0: a powerful creator. I love that. It's beautiful. So it's not, and I agree with you. It's not just about you, but it's about reminding other people that they, there's nothing that some one person has that another person doesn't have.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I always describe it as we're puzzle pieces to each other, right? Like there's a certain gifting that I have, there's certain gifting that a business partner has and we're puzzle pieces to each other. I need to be surrounded by my village
0: to achieve the thing that I'm here to do. I love that. A hundred percent. And it's like somebody's, you need to find the pieces of the puzzle of other people that are great or have those levels of greatness at something that you don't have, right? So there's no such thing as competition.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we have the whole world to serve, right? <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> so I think we're good. I love that. So tell me a little bit about what you do. What is your job? How are you being a powerful creator in the world?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm so honored. It's it's one of those things where It's taking that test to testimony. Um, I went through divorce and depression and a failing business 14 years ago. And I finally came to a point in my life where I was ready to start telling my story. I felt like I was in a really, really healthy mental place to be able to tell my story and give hope to others that you too can go through really hard things and get on the other side. And it was in that kind of nudging and prompting in my prayer time that it was like, It's time to start telling your story. And I was terrified, terrified. Um, But, you know, you feel the fear and you do it anyway. And so I've been doing a lot of mindset work. I've spent a lot of money with coaches and different things throughout these years. And I'd say in the last five, six years, I've I've done a lot, a lot of that kind of work. And so with that kind of prompting and nudging, I started a company called Reset and we started a little over a year and a half ago and it's a mindset community. So we teach things and bring it to an affordable level for people to have, you know, some assistance from a mindset standpoint of identifying limiting beliefs um, and, and all the things that existed that I didn't know that that world existed. Mm. And so it was just such a beautiful thing to have some incredible people that spoke into my life and the learnings that I've had. I want to turn around and tell others because I don't want my kind con- my compelling why is I don't want other people to struggle as long as I struggled because I struggled for years. And now when, when I go through, you know, a, a tough day or anxiety or whatever it is, I can move through that quicker and it's, you know, minutes or maybe an hour or two and I can move through it quicker and not lose days or weeks
0: that I would have in my past. Mm -hmm. I love that. Gosh, you said so many wonderful things there and let's address, let's dive a little bit deeper into, um, like that feeling of feeling stuck and being it's where you get stuck in that place for weeks or for months or for years, even that happens to people, what is some, a great piece of advice or how do you help yourself get unstuck? How did you help yourself get out of your own way?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, in that kind of very dark period of my life, it's I had to get outside of myself and um, because depression is very isolating. Depression feeds off of isolation and, and I didn't understand that. I didn't have the words and vocabulary and the exercises that I do now. And so I was very isolated. And so I finally just kind of hit a point where I couldn't take it anymore. It's just like, I can't live my life like this. I'd, I just had, you know, a small child. And um, I was just like, for his sake, I have to be a better version of myself. And um, so really getting outside of myself And I, you know, I say hope is really helping other people excel, right? That's what it stands for, helping other people excel. And when I started, I reached out to my church and I got involved in a small group because I had been removed from the church for a while. Because again, when you're in that dark place, like you're, you're just so in your head. And so once I got outside of myself and started serving others in finding a a community that was just loving me in a way that I haven't been loved in a long time, um, allowing me to, you know, be seen and heard. And that's our fundamental right. Right. We just want to be seen and heard. And I hadn't been that way in so long. And so it was just such a beautiful thing. And so I slowly came out of that darkness by getting outside myself, volunteering, going to a community group to get involved when it was just a small, small group of strangers, And, you know, looking back, that was crazy for me to show up to this small group of complete strangers and just pour my heart and soul out.
0: Um, But really, it was just such
1: a safe place for, for me to do that.
0: I love that. It's that community aspect. And I feel like in small groups like that, that it, and I don't know if it was specifically for depression or anything, but I know that just being in small groups and having facilitating small groups, that there's a real trust Dynamic that starts to get built up in a small group where you're able to share, not only share your experiences, but also recognize that your experience is not unique and you're not alone. And depression definitely has that, that, that voice that tells you you're the only one experiencing it. You're the only one who feels this way, that isolating factor that you were talking about. And what, so what kind of group was it? And do you facilitate small groups now? Is that a part of how you work with women? And I love your analogy or what's the acronym for hope. Beautiful. Uh, I've never heard that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So that small group that I got involved in, there's just a church community. So it was like a church journey group where I was a facilitated guide. And so it wasn't specific to anything that I was, you know, dealing with. But, yes, we do hold groups now because our community is a bunch of different coaches, a bunch of different programs. Um, this is not a Kendra thing. And um, and we welcome other coaches and other programs uh, because everyone has different needs. And sometimes you want to be aligned with a coach that has experienced that specific trauma or that specific situation situation. And, you know, being able to, you know, have a guide lock arms with you and say, I too have been where you are, and we're going to get through this together. So there's coaching, there's one on one coaching, there's group coaching, there's just different kinds of programs. Some are four weeks, six weeks, nine, you know, nine weeks or six months. But we align you with whatever you're trying to achieve, and, you know, with our community of coaches and community of others that are also going going through some, you know, ups and downs and, and be able to lift each other.
0: I love that. Let's talk about, I like the reset mindset. The whole community aspect of that is just, it's just so brilliant and it's so beautiful. And when I, when I met you online and heard you say that, I was like, I really, it really resonated with me and because I believe in the importance of community and reaching out. And I want to talk about the importance of sharing your story, because we've talked about that. And um, what led you up to the point of feeling a like you were past a certain point. Mm -hmm. And I believe in this journey that we're on in life, there's no there to get to and the more you um, wake up or awaken to your creator or whatever it is that you feel like it is happening to you. The more you recognize there's no there to get to, right? So my question for you is how did you know um, when it was time to share your story and when you were in a space and a place to offer that guiding hand to other people?
1: Yeah, great question. And it's I, I wish I could, you know, say there was a specific point in time, but it really was in, in my prayer time, it just you know kind of kept coming up of you know, it's, it's really time to, you know, step out and tell your story. And, and like I said, I was terrified and, and to like starting reset a year and a half ago, you know, the negative voices started of who are you to do this? You're not qualified. And that's kind of my go-to, like those are patterns that I've done my whole life of who are you to do this? You're not qualified. That's been something I've worked on really hard with my, my coach. And so it's, it's easy for me to quickly identify that voice. And um, I I say, you got to name your inner critic. Yes. And so I've named mine Karen, just from the memes. It's not because I dislike Karens, but it just makes me laugh. And so in those moments, I'm like, not today, Karen, not today, you're not going to steal my joy today. Um, You're not going to let me, you know, stop um, in fear of, of doing this. And so for me, what I did is just said, look, if I share my story and only one person is impacted, it's worth it. It's worth, so every single time when I go and I, because I share a lot of videos, I do a lot of events and speaking, every single time I've been doing this for years, I get nervous. Um, and it's because I want to do a good job. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I just tell myself, look, if one person is impacted by what I'm sharing, then it's worth me sticking my
0: neck out. That is just so. I love the I love the bravery aspect, and I want to talk about that a lot more because people sometimes think that when you get to a certain point and you start sharing and putting yourself out there, that there's no fear involved. Mm-hmm. And I say that that is completely not true. Fear is more involved than ever. So address that fear aspect and how you move beyond that. Besides, and I believe in naming your inner critic too. Mine, I, my name I named mine Stephen King because it's like worst case scenario person.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Love it. I love it, and it still arises, right? It's like even though you're far along on your journey, and it's still those old, it's like an old voice habit, and it comes back. So I want to, I want to have you talk a little bit about that more because you seem to be very intimately acquainted with your inner Karen and how to move beyond that space.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah, the fear, you know, really is just false evidence appearing real right? Fear is false evidence appearing real. So when I understand that um, my brain does not know the difference between me imagining something and something really happening. And so just understanding how our brain works, I'm kind of a nerd at that stuff. Like I, I once I started to get a taste of this mindset and all of it, I just was like in the deep end. <laughs> it was like reading and researching and every webinar I could get my hands on. And so when I learned how our brains trick us, right, because if you look at, you know, the illusion, you know, the dress, is it, you know, yellow or right. white or whatever, yes. that's, it's, it's an illusion. Our brain is, it's, you know, in the shoe, is it pink or is it green? And so we have to understand that our brains sometimes are seeing things or experiencing things that is something we've imagined or something that's really happening. And so when that fear pops up, it's just saying, my brain is saying, oh, I haven't been here before. Right. That's, that's, you know, and our brain is there to protect us, but we also have to tell our brain like, no, this is safe <laughs> because it's the old brain. It's the monkey brain, lizard brain, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's, the, it's that brain that is, you know, back in the day, it was kind of fight or flight. Do I need to run from this, you know, saber tooth tiger or am I going to be okay? And so we're still experiencing that massive level of fear and anxiety, you know, in this world today, but we just have to tell ourselves and say, no, I, I am safe. I don't need to run. Um, and like you were saying, like, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, if I, if I do this, Mm -hmm. and for me, the worst thing that could happen is nobody resonated with my story and then that's okay. I did what I felt like I was called to do. I did it. I showed up anyway and it has been incredible. I've been just just blown away with the, the outreach and support and emails that I've received by sharing my story. And because you're, you're so right, like we look at each other and think, oh, you know, I want to be where she is and whatever. I'm like, you have no idea all the work that I had to do to like get here. And we all have stories to share.
0: All of us do hundred percent. I, and I love listening to people's stories, which is why I started this podcast and just, and especially like I, I get, I'm so blessed and lucky and answered that calling that I love talking to people and hearing their stories. And especially it seems like the consistent theme with people who have stepped into that role of being a powerful creator in their life is not that they woke up like that one day and everything was hunky dory and beautiful. It's this long, arduous, journey with lots of falls and trips and bumps and the skinned knees and bruises and crying and anxiety attacks and all these things that happen and the power of story let's talk about the power of story and how that affects with mindset and let's talk about just the power of story of sharing your story one and then the power of the story you tell yourself because you seem to be really tuned into that so I would love for you to talk about both of those things.
1: Gosh, yeah, you and I can talk about this all day. Like, I love this conversation. I love it. I love it. So, power of story is we have to stop. And Brene Brown does a really good job of this. So, we're when we're in that moment of conflict, we have to stop and ask ourselves, "What story am I telling myself?" And I love that Brene Brown shared in one of her videos. She said that her and her husband were in a fight and um, you know, in a disagreement. In and luckily being a therapist you know her and you know her husband know how to, to take these situations and so she said she stopped and looked at him and said the story i'm telling myself right now in this fight is that you're going to leave me that you no longer love me and and so he was able to respond he goes bless them because he goes that is not what's happening at all right now in this conversation he, they were at like a lake and he was worried about the boat traffic where they were and the kids and so he said i was kind of amped up because i'm watching what's happening and i'm fearful what's happening and it had nothing to do with her but her story she was telling herself so power of story is we have to stop and ask ourselves what story am i telling myself in that moment of fear and anxiety and self-doubt and lack of confidence, you know, what story, and then identify the story, but then rewrite the story, right? So we always do this exercise of capturing the thought of rewriting that negative thought. We all have negative loops. We have 70,000 thoughts per day and 70% of them are negative, right? Our brain just naturally goes there because again, it's trying to protect us. And so in that power of story is when that negative loop starts, when you start having that, you know, that story, you're telling yourself, you have to ask yourself, you know, what, what exactly is truly happening? What story am I telling myself? And is it true? Right. Cause sometimes it's not true. So like when I was in this really dark period and going through divorce, I told myself back then I'm going to be single the rest of my life. Mm. I was just like, this is it. Uh, it's just, this is the way it's going to be. Or I was going to be sad the rest of my life, you know, of dealing, you know, with, with that. And neither one of those are true. <laughs> but this is where, where I was in the story I was telling myself at that time.
0: That is, we, our brains totally do that. And um, I'm a, I'm a mindfulness trainer too for that's my background. And so I totally love the neuroscience from a, you know, the perspective and understanding what's happening. And that exercise that you just said of asking yourself, um, I learned that a long time ago about asking yourself first, acknowledging how you feel and say, Mm -hmm. this is real because I'm experiencing this. So you want to always acknowledge how you're feeling and what's going on. And then to say, but is it true? How do I know it's true? And it's really when you start questioning your own thinking, you start to realize those disempowering stories you're telling yourself and learn how to replace them with more empowering stories. So what is the empowering story that you tell yourself in the morning? What is your morning routine?
1: Yeah, so um, on my bathroom mirror, I have faith over fear written on my mirror. So I see it every day. And sometimes, if there's something that I want to work through, um, I'll add another "I am" statement to my to my mirror. So um, the one that I you know was working through, um, I you know back when I was working with my my coach and continue to work with my coach, um, you know one of them that I was working through is that I am qualified, right? You know the whole when I'm you know saying that. So the "I am" statement's super powerful. But I believe, and we have to set the tone for our day. Um, A really good friend of mine, uh, R.T. Stokes, he said, at one of our reset events, he said, ask yourself in the morning, what's your emotional weather forecast for the day? Oh, I love that. And and it's just to prove a point, like you can set the tone for the day. And so my thing that I do on a daily basis, because I truly believe in a daily practice, um, because it's a muscle, this mindfulness and mindset work, is a muscle, right? And so my daily, my daily practices in the morning is um, going through um, our church has a really awesome app that gives us some scripture and people are able to journal what that means to them. And then you can pray for other people and then you do a little gratitude prayer. And um, that sets the tone for the day. Sometimes I journal if there's something I'm kind of thinking about Um, just having that quiet time is absolutely critical for me setting the tone of my day. Um, and then even um, through, even to nighttime, before I go to bed, I stop and I write out all the things from the next day. Like, you know, what do I need the next day? What appointments do I have? Is there anything? So that way I have really um, incredible rest because I'm not waking up in the middle of the night like, oh, what do I got going on? What do I, because I don't want to start with that kind of anxiety in the morning or to not be able to sleep, you know, through the night because I'm thinking about, you know, all those things. I'm able to Put it on a piece of paper and then I'm able to go to
0: sleep. Oh, I love that tip. That's actually a really good, helpful, like empty your mind (laughs) before you go to Mm -hmm. sleep. That's a great piece of advice. Oh my gosh. So, in your reset mindset community, tell me some of the things you have going on with that.
1: Yeah, we are so excited. Our next virtual event is October 1st and it is from 9 to 12 Eastern. And we have three incredible international speakers that are going to be giving their story of hope, things that they went through. Um, one lady, uh, Danetta, is going to be sharing her story of growing up in Harlem and losing both of her parents when she was five. Mm. And then getting her coaching certificate from Harvard. Like, what an incredible story. Yeah. Um, and then uh, lamarque is going to be sharing his story of, and I love it, he even says it on a recent video that he and I did together. He's like, look, Kendra, I was a 1.9 GPA." So student. Like I was not a good student. And he said, I had to work really hard because his dream was to become a professional basketball player. And he did. So he played uh, in the NBA. And so being able to tell that story and same thing, you know, Mary Miller is another um, dear friend of mine. That's going to be speaking as well. And her story of being a single mom and uh, working third shift and scrubbing toilets um, to provide for her family. And she turned it into a business and now has 600 employees and still continuing to run a commercial
0: janitorial company. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. So it sounds like you surround yourself with people who are powerful creators, <laughs> definitely yeah. in their life. And is it something that? you know, it takes somebody special to be able to do something like that?
1: No, we're all special, right? I mean, to me, like anyone who just has a story to share to give someone else hope, right? We, we all have been through some very hard things. And, um, you know, then people that are willing to share that story and say, Hey, I went, you know, from here um, to, to, you know, to this other place and how I got there, I would say it's just sharing your reset story. I mean. The word reset it is so many levels of why I named it reset, but it's, it can be as simple as hitting a reset button. Like sometimes we stay stuck and we want to play in that victim for years and years and years. And I'm like, no, like you can, you can hit the reset button. You can say, I can start anew today. I can reset today. Just like we reset our computer sometimes, right? Sometimes, you know, we, we need, we need our, our systems rebooted.
0: Absolutely. So how did you reset your life? Where versus where you're where you were to where you're at today?
1: Yeah, so it, again, getting outside myself, serving others and then hiring a coach. Um, my, my coach, I started working with, let's see, five years ago. And I've had different types of coaches cause I, I own two companies. And so my other business, we, I just had business coaches. Um, I've, you know, had different therapists, you know, in my life as well. And they all serve me well, please don't say that. you know, I'm not disregarding their gifting at all. But it really wasn't until I hired a mindset coach that I truly start unlocking things in a really big way. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to the point of, you know, the, the growth that has, you know, has happened. Um, I'm in a very loving, healthy marriage now. I adore my husband. Um, I live a life of joy and gratitude every day. This energy that I'm bringing is non-caffeinated. This is me being so grateful to be where I am because when you come from such a dark, dark place, every morning you're
0: like, Oh, thank you for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Another day that the weather is not stormy. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, I really love that. And I love your faith. And it sounds like that plays a really big part in helping you step out of yourself as well.
1: Yeah, and that you know is a newer. So I've been in and out of church my whole life. I was you know drunk to church as a kid, you know, and um, but it really wasn't until I you know just uh, surrendered. I'd say it was two thousand and six um, after the divorce. And I was just like, okay, God, I, you know, you, you need, you need to drive for a while. Like I've tried to drive and I did not do a good job of driving and I need to let go. And, um, so getting myself back in, you know, from that regard, you're right. It, it, it definitely has been a faith journey. Cause I would not be, I would not have, um, you know, the, uh, you know, being able to step through the fear, you know, without that, you know, faith, faith pace of like, okay, God, I know you got the next step figured out. I just got to be present. Like, cause that's a a piece of anxiety, right? Like we start worrying about like six months, six months from now, a year from now. And you're like, no, 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 just, you know, all it, all it says from, you know, face standpoint, is just lamp at my feet, right? That's all I'm supposed to know right now. I'm not supposed to know further down. And so I always share, you know, the headlights of a car at night, Right, we trust that the street is there, and we trust as, as we move, more will be revealed with our headlights. And so, it's the same thing in my life. So, I use that visual in my head a lot of nope, like when that anxiety of, oh
0: gosh, six months from now, I'm like, nope, I just need to know what's, what's right here in front of me. I love that analogy, that's actually really powerful. And I feel like the more you step into that space of trust, trusting yourself, trusting your source and your provider that all good things will be given to you if you stay in alignment with that source, that in, in a lot of ways, those headlights become brighter and you get to see a little bit more and a little bit further down the road, but you don't totally know. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how does mindset work with the aspect of uncertainty, the uncertainty of life and uncertainty of knowing where you're going. Yeah, and boy, are we
1: living that, you know, every day, right? <laughs> and um, a really dear friend of mine, you know, said with the uncertainty, like, our job isn't the how, right? Our job's not the how. Our, our job is just, you know, to, to show up and serve others. And, and it, back to the puzzle pieces, right? Every single conversation leads me to one more step. And I think, you know, from an uncertainty standpoint, what happens is we tend to get a little bit locked up. Um, we, we get in that, that fear zone, and therefore we don't move. Mm-hmm. And with uncertainty, you have to take steps. You have to just take a step, um, reaching out to someone, having a conversation, because that conversation brings you one step closer to the next conversation or the next thing. Um, but when we're not moving is when we stay stuck. And a lot of times we get in our head because of the uncertainty and and we just kind of lock down and then we don't take steps and then we wonder why things aren't happening. Um, We have to move. You have to take action even when you're scared, right? And a lot of times, You know, I'm taking action even though I'm scared and even though I don't have a clue (laughs) what's going to happen next or, um, you know, uh, all the details that, you know, have to be. I just surround myself by um, a lot of people and reaching out and I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, I don't know, like, I don't have the answer. Um, I'm just trusting I'm going to take a step and that the rest of it's going to be, you know, filled in
0: those gaps by, you know, other other people and that takes us back to the quote that you said you have on your ear faith not fear and you can't play you can't plant faith and fear in the same garden it doesn't work yeah. i love that it's so true yeah mm-hmm. it does not work i could really talk to you for a long time i love your light and your heart i really feel the the love that you have in your heart for other people and this passion that you have to help and reach other people through your story and before we go i i feel compelled to just talk about the sense of a lot of people who do feel stuck or they feel like they can't possibly get to where I'm like, like you're saying, like you see some things, how am I going to do this six months down the road? How am I going to get from this point to that point when it seems impossible? So what is your, just for the basic, most basic mindset tip that you could give somebody who is feeling really stuck and paralyzed, and especially in fear and uncertainty with everything going on right now, what advice would you give them to start to step into the beautiful, powerful being that God made them to be.
1: Yeah. It's write down. What is certain? Do you have a roof over your head? Um, is your family healthy? Is, uh, you do food in your belly Do you know, like getting back to basics. You know, one of my prayers that I always do in my gratitude is thank you for the ability to walk, talk, touch, taste, smell, see, love, and hug. If I can do those basics, it's a good day right? Um, so I think when we're in uncertainty, what we need to go do is rewrite that and write, what are we certain about? What are the good things that are in our life and get into that gratitude of attitude. Um, and then I feel like more is going to be
0: revealed. And we
1: start slowly peeling back the onion layers of that uncertainty. It's like
0: the, uh, the parable of the faithful servant, right? It's like, I'll give you a little, let's see what you do with it. And the more yes. you- use it the more you are given and that's i love that that's beautiful that's really beautiful so kendra tell people where they can find you how they can connect with you how they can join your community how they can find a coach let's tell let's talk about all the good stuff yeah
1: so you can find us at thereset.co thereset.co you can find me on any social media under kendra ramirez um, and i'd be happy you know to connect with you and i would love to hear your stories
0: Oh, wonderful. You're such a light, Kendra. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the world and spreading joy and goodness and helping people to step out of their limiting beliefs and limiting mindsets and step into power. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you, Kendra.
1: You've been listening to The Powerful Creator Show with Cheryl Sosnowski subscribe at iTunes or go to powerfulcreatorshow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode.
0: Have a powerfully creative day.